Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thomas Tailgate Party. I am your host, Thomas Jackson. We have another Best Bets Bonanza episode featuring our first repeat guest, Jacob Borland. I appreciate Jacob coming back on the pod. Um, so we're going to do it like last time, go over basically all the games coming up in the awesome Week 11 slate and talk about our favorite picks for the weekend. So I'll have the usual one for the Twitter thread where I'm keeping my record. And then probably about a dozen more on top of that just for fun. So we'll... Uh, send out all the picks on Twitter and whatnot and keep track of it and hopefully have a fun, profitable Saturday. After that, uh, stick around. My lovely girlfriend, Maya, is going to come on and tell you all about her awesome mac and cheese recipe. This is not your average craft or Velveeta in the box. This is the real deal. Uh, Rue baked in the oven, the whole nine yards. So she's going to come on and just explain that quickly. And uh, that'll be it for this week. So hope you enjoy. Thomas Jackson, beautiful podcast from Denver. So I don't think I mentioned it in the in interview, but for those of you who don't know Jacob and might not have listened to our first Best Bet uh, podcast, he is from Huntsville and we went to high school together and he went to Auburn. So he's always been one of my gambling buddies I like to go back and forth with texting each other about plays and everything so let's have us a uh, profitable weekend um yes. jacob we were just kind of discussing the playoff rankings before i started recording i don't want to go too deep into this because not a whole lot really changed but there was one thing that kind of caught my eye and i think this was the big takeaway from the rankings this week so we have oregon and ohio state both at eight and one at number three and number four respectively, which makes sense because they played each other and Oregon won that ball game. So they do feel like pretty even teams. Ohio state might've looked a little bit better the past month or so, but Oregon, since they're head to head got the win, they are in front of Ohio state, which makes sense. On the other hand, number six and seven is Michigan and Michigan state respectively which are also both eight and one, except they just played like two weeks ago instead of the two months ago when Oregon and Ohio State played. But Michigan is ahead of Michigan State despite losing that head-to-head -head matchup. I know there's a lot of ball left to play and this will all sort itself out, but I just, I just wanted to ask you, are they, is like the playoff committee just like messing with us at this point? Cause like all I could do when I saw that was just laugh. Like that, I, I can't make any sense of it. And I just have to imagine they were just sitting around their big fancy room in Dallas or wherever it is in the Ritz Carlton and just like, Hey guys, like Oregon ahead of Ohio state, obviously, but you guys know how mad everybody would get if we just flipped it right back on its head for Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, it, it seems like it can only be a joke at this point. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Um, yeah, I would partially say it's a joke just because of the whole Ohio State. Uh, it seems like they're kind of hypocritical in that way, like the head-to-head -head matchup sort of thing. But uh, Michigan State honestly hasn't looked too impressive to me. Uh, I mean, they beat Michigan which was a great win. They were at home and came back and Kenneth Walker, you know, that whole story. But I mean, they don't have any impressive wins. Otherwise they've had some close games with like Nebraska and Indiana and, uh, and they kind of got ripped apart by Purdue. 
So, I mean, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, Michigan State uh, beat Michigan. Or, I mean, so <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, it's, like it's like nine days ago. But, yeah, I mean, it'll, and Michigan State still has to play, or both of those Michigan schools still have to play Ohio State. So, obviously, everything will sort itself exactly. out. I think if well, either of them went out, which is terribly, you know, unlikely probably, but I think they would both, you know, get into the playoff if either one of them were to run the table. But I just wanted to bring that up because I just, you know, of course everyone was piping off about it on Twitter and stuff, but I can only laugh because it's just, there's just no sense to it at all. But we don't have to, I don't know if, if you had any more playoff thoughts or we can just jump straight into week 11, but that's all I've got for it. I thought Cincinnati was interesting, but uh, it's kind of it, really. Just we'll like see. AP poll compared to the college football ranking seems to be a huge difference. They're number two in the AP and number five in the playoff. Yeah, and, and I mean. I don't it, think they should be in, but, I mean, they've just struggled with some very mediocre teams, have like 100 strength of schedule. Yeah. But it's tough. It reminds me of like the like back in the BCS days when we would always talk about style points and everything. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't just win; you have to win big because there's all these other teams that are competing for this, you know, second spot in the national championship game under the BCS. And yeah, I guess it was like, and I mean, they moved up a spot compared to where they were last week because Michigan State got bumped out of that top six. But yeah, it, it was weird. I talked about it on my episode a couple nights ago, but like Georgia, of course, kept rolling. And then everybody ranked from two through six, like looked pretty bad. <laughs> and yeah. and like, I guess it was a good week to have a bad week and, you know, get out of there without losing like Alabama, Cincinnati, Ohio State and Oregon all did. Because when everybody looks that bad, then the spotlight isn't really on any one team. Um, but yeah, Cincinnati, they need to kick it into high gear quickly because their number of weekends are running out, but they do have a couple tougher opponents with, uh, Houston and SMU. And I think they might play one of those twice in the conference championship game, or I could be, maybe one of them is the projected opponent for the conference championship. I forget, but they'll, you know, they've got some tougher competition coming up finally, because really that Notre Dame game is the only, you know, decent team they've played all year. So, yeah, uh, I'm wondering if they get through these games with how they've been playing. I don't know. Like, it might be a situation where they're just where they play up or down to their competition. You know, I mean, when you have this easy of a schedule, sometimes I guess focus can start to get lost and guys get a little cocky and stuff. And then maybe they turn it on for the last couple of weeks and play up to their potential. But I mean, nothing, nothing with their play over the past few weeks would suggest that they have like a great chance at running the table the rest of the way, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. You know what I think um, may play a role into their, I don't know, but last year's bowl game, they played Georgia. Peach really Bowl, well, right? I think. Yeah, it was like a one-score game, just like a really like good football game. I don't know if that's like, I mean, I guess if it would be impacting it, they'd be in the top four. But I mean, they're it seems like they can play up or down to their competition, like you were just saying. Yeah, the final in that one was twenty-four to twenty-one, Georgia, and they kicked the game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
I think, I mean, everyone says like, oh, it's, you know, it's only based on like this year, like what the playoff rankings are. But the fact of the matter is if Cincinnati wasn't coming off a great season and a great last game that most people remember, then they wouldn't have been in the top 10 to start the season. And therefore they probably wouldn't be as high as they are right now, Mm -hmm. even though they're not as high as they would like to be like last year. And just, you know, you see it with Bama kind of getting the benefit of the doubt with that number two, you know, what you've done in years past definitely does have an influence because brands matter. Like look at wake forest before they lost last Saturday, Mm -hmm. they were nine and oh and ranked, I think ninth. And like that wouldn't have happened, uh, most power five teams but the fact that it's wake forest that we're talking about is why they were barely in the top 10 as an undefeated acc team this late in the year so yeah it's interesting but i think cincinnati's definitely one of the definitely one of the top storylines and teams to keep an eye on going this far because it'll just be really entertaining to see if they do run the table are they going to put the college football playoff committee in that bad of a that awkward of a position where they might still leave them out, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to previewing all of the week 11 games with our picks. Um, we are going to start at the top of the rankings and any game that we have a pick for, we'll discuss that quickly and then move on to the next. So uh, do you have anything for Georgia versus Tennessee? This game like interests me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what it is yet, but Tennessee has a good offense and fairly poor defense. I think the most Georgia's let up this year is 13 points, but I kind of think, well, the bookmakers think it too, that Tennessee is going to be the highest, like they're going to put up 14 or more. Like their to- implied total is 17 and a half. So the over under 56, they're saying the score's gonna be 38 to 17. I I mean, I'm either going Georgia minus 20 or the over 56. And I haven't decided what yet, but I was looking at the over, but just wasn't quite feeling confident enough to pull the trigger on that just because Georgia's never let up more than 13 this year. Because I'm pretty sure I played the over in the Georgia Florida game which I would believe was like more like 50 or 51 mm-hmm. give or take a point or two. Um, Cause I kind of thought like, okay, like, yeah, Georgia's hasn't given anything up, but I thought that Florida's offense could at least get a couple scores, which if they, I mean, I think they scored like seven in that ball game and it was in total garbage time when they were already down by like five touchdowns, but I don't know. That's a lot of That's points. Interesting for one. I mean, Tennessee has been playing so well you have to believe that they'll be able to, you know, get off a score or two. And I mean, Georgia shouldn't have any problem scoring on Tennessee's defense. So it's definitely one that I'm intrigued by, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I haven't locked anything in yet, but it's just like a really interesting game to me just because of the, the dynamic of full Tennessee's offense score. Yeah. So. The Georgia with all the points just concerns me because even if they play a great ball game, and shut Tennessee down just with Tennessee's big play potential and the potential of like a, you know, 24, 28 point Georgia lead late in the fourth quarter. That just like scares me the potential of a backdoor cover, but I also don't feel good enough to really bet against Georgia, no matter who's playing them right now. So I'll probably stay away from the total, but I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't think That's I'm going to. I probably won't play the over, but I'll think about it. Think about it going forward. That's an interesting one. It is. I've got a uh, play for Alabama hosting New Mexico State. Actually, I'm going to play New Mexico State plus 51 and a half. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so, and this is <laughs> not based on any deep research or analytics that I did. I just saw that Saban has never covered a 50 plus point spread at Alabama. And I know we've had quite a few of them over the years. So I'm going to clinch my butt and take the points (laughs) because I could see it definitely being, you know, like probably like a 38 0, 42 to 3 game at halftime. And then Bama just scores like seven points in the second half. And then Mm -hmm. maybe New Mexico State gets a score to win the like third strings are there. (laughs) So I usually don't bet these types of games when Bama is just like, getting a zillion points because I've seen way too many people like in the fourth quarter of some cupcake game and Bryant Denny like stressing out over a 45 point spread. But if Saban's never covered one, let's hope that that trend doesn't uh, end this time. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I think they're the Aggies plus 51 yep, and a half. They are. <laughs> I actually like that a lot just because all you need is just like a stalled drive from Bama, them going for it on fourth and not getting it. Exactly. That's a huge, huge number. Like, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but like 51 points, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like that a lot. And like Saban never like runs it up in the second half on games like this. Like mm-hmm. we'll get ours in the first half and then literally we'll probably only score like seven or 10 points in the second half and that'll be it. So we'll just definitely, run the ball, ex- yeah, run definitely the, ball the whole time, put all the backups in, just, you know, get out yep. of there, hopefully healthy. So New Mexico state plus 51 and a half, my first play of the week. Let's go. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy, man. 51 points. So next up, Oregon, number three in the most recent playoff poll, is hosting Washington State. Oregon's a 14-point favorite over under 56.5. I'm on Washington State plus 14. Oregon has just been really iffy this whole year. I mean, really outside of that Ohio State game, I feel like they've just really played down to their competition. And I didn't really see myself betting on Washington State too much this year because I wasn't high on them going into the season. And they had all the stuff with their coach getting fired a few weeks ago. But they've actually been playing really well ever since he got fired. So maybe he was kind of bringing them down at the beginning of the year. And uh, they're coming off of a bye. And then the week before their bye, they got a double-digit win at Arizona State. So I'm going with the Cougars plus the 14. I don't know if you have anything on that one. Uh, I don't have anything locked in, but I haven't, I'm not much of a Pac-12 guy. It's just a bunch of... Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. Yeah. Purdue, number 19. Purdue is at Ohio State. Ohio State is getting 20 in this one, over under 61 and a half. I'm playing the over. Purdue is averaging 30 and a half points per game their last month. And most of that has been against pretty damn good defenses, including Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan state, all teams that you kind of think of like traditional, just ground and pound, play good defense in the big 10. And, you know, I mean, if 
I don't think Ohio's defense, Ohio State's defense is really anything to write home about. So if Purdue can just get close to that 30 point mark, I mean, I definitely don't think they're going to lose. And after Ohio State kind of laid an egg at Nebraska last week, I'm sure that they're going to put up plenty of points on their own. Purdue's defense isn't anything great either. So over 61 and a half for me. I actually had that written down as one of my plays. The over. Uh, Purdue's looked really good. And Ohio State's just about to kick it into high gear. I mean, they have been kicking into high gear other than last week. That was garbage. Yeah. Kind of screwed me. But um, I'd also like that overall. I I think Purdue's going to be able to put up points. And Ohio State's at home. Just I'll I'll take that. I have 62. I would take that up to like 63. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I wrote down a lot of these numbers like Monday or yesterday, so they might have moved a tiny bit um, since then. Do you have anything on Cincinnati? Uh, no, it's a team I want to stay far away from. Yeah, I was tempted to take the points with them, but like I've been tempted to take the points the past month, and that's just never gone well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to stay away and just not get stressed out over South- us. South Florida is really bad, though. They they are really bad, and like, but like, so is Tulsa. So I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Tulsa beat South Florida, which is yeah. Number six. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Number six. Michigan is at Penn State. Uh, so this one started off Penn State favored by one, and that has jumped across the money line to where Michigan is now favored by one. Um, this is just kind of a feel that I have. I, I'm going to take Michigan. I think the money's line is like minus 115 or whatever. So I'm just going to do that instead of taking the one point. It might have moved since I checked it earlier this morning once again. But I don't know. I just think, I mean, Michigan's still got a lot ahead of them. And Penn State's just been kind of all over the place this year. So even though it Kind of scares me to bet on Michigan and like a big road spot like this. I'm going to go with the Wolverines. I am on the opposite side of you here. What do uh, you think? I think Penn State, Happy Valley, dub, dub season. We eaten Michigan. The fact that they open it up at Penn State favor and it swings to Michigan makes me feel like uh, some public money is coming in on Michigan early just because, I mean, it's a top 10 Michigan team, like, it's unranked Penn State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone I, just I, saw them lose the nine overtime, nine like, overtime game to Illinois a couple of weeks. I mean, they played Ohio State really well though, and that was in Columbus. So, and I was not good either, but they just had a tough three game stretch, I think, and which they could have probably won all three of those games against Iowa. They lost by three, lost in eight overtimes, and then I mean they couldn't have really won the Ohio State game, but they were definitely in it. Well, they would so, have won. They definitely would have won the Iowa game if their quarterback hadn't gotten hurt. Oh, yeah. They were, up, they were up like three scores when he went down. I think it was like 17 to three or 20 to three or something like that. And uh, then he went down and I don't think Penn State scored for the rest of the game and Iowa came all the way back. So that's, I mean, just really bad luck. It, it is. Could have gotten that one. But all right, well, I definitely don't feel strongly about that. It's just kind of a, a gut feeling I'm going to go with. So Same we'll, as well. We'll we'll be on opposite sides for that one. It's a fun so game. What's next on your card? Um, let's see. Um, from the ranked teams or just yeah. like uh, um, let's see. 
Oh, here's my play of the week. It's right here. Best bet. All right. Here, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oklahoma minus five and a half at Baylor. Oh, no. I have Baylor plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, talk me out of it then. I'll, I'll keep it right. in mind. Baylor just – they looked awful last week versus TCU. Uh, I mean, they've been good all year, but I feel like these are just one of those scenarios where uh, the good team that starts off undefeated hadn't really played anyone necessarily, like they're undefeated. And then they're just going to fall off and finish here like 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two and still have a good year, go to a good bowl. They'll be happy. Uh, boosters are happy. And I I think Caleb Williams is legit. Uh, he's been a ton better than uh, – what's his name? Spencer Rattler. Uh, just like looking at the numbers and stuff, he averages like four more yards in attempt. That's a much better passer rating, touchdown to interceptions. I I think Oklahoma goes in there and and wins by like double digits, by like 10 plus. I, I don't think they're scared of Baylor by any means. And so I was just – I just had like – like why is – I don't know. I just feel iffy about – taking any points with Oklahoma because it feels like every single game of theirs this year against bad competition has been really close and their defense hasn't been too great. I think Baylor's I was looking at the over on this game as well, or like maybe like find a team total that looks good. I don't think those are up yet on my site, but I mean, 34 and 27. I mean, the 27 for Baylor is probably pretty good. Yeah. They're going to give up points, but Oklahoma is coming off of a bye, and I mean their next three games are Our, Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. So like, playtime is over. Like it's getting real, you know, right now. Yeah, but Oklahoma knows that it's tune-up you game. Think, you think they, they finally they finally turn it on and kind of get everything clicking at the same time? Yes, against Texas. So what were they down? They were down 21, 24. Put in Caleb Williams, come back win. BTCU by 21, 52, 31. They, Kansas wasn't pretty, 35, 23. And then Texas Tech, 52, 21. I just think they're about to get rolling at the right time. Perfect. Okay, honestly, week. like, I guess, like, just like not even realize their TCU and Texas Tech victories existed because all I could remember I, was the Kansas exactly. game because I watched I had, like every minute of that game. I, I, mean, <laughs> I did too. I honestly like, didn't have much of a clue, but I think. That those are good wins, right? Like they just went out there, did their job. Caleb Williams went off. All right. Like, well, then I'm gonna erase my Baylor since it's your favorite play on the card. I'm gonna erase my Baylor I, plus five and a half and switch it to Oklahoma and follow go. follow you on that one. And then I might end up playing the over team total, but I think Baylor over twenty seven looks good. You like that? But I think or the over. I like that. So over then, so then, so then, how many? So if the, so then, if you like Baylor over twenty seven, and Oklahoma to cover, then that means you also like Oklahoma's team total. So should I like we just the play the normal over over yeah, sixty three? I I think Oklahoma hangs like forty five at least. I think it's gonna be like a forty five like twenty eight thirty one game. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, the over looks good. All right. Opinion. I'll just, I'm just going to play the, the, I was trying to give like you a bet with their team total, but like over. we can both hit sort of thing. No, I don't want anything to do with Baylor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think Baylor's about to fall side, off. Then, then let's ride. I've got... fall off a cliff. Okay. So I had um, UVA, Virginia is hosting number nine, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a five and a half point favorite over under 64. 
Um, I had UVA plus five and a half written down just because betting against Notre Dame is my favorite pastime and UVA has been able to put up like a ton of points and night game in Virginia. I figured it seemed like a fun one to me, but I was listening to another podcast today and it sounds like their quarterback might not play. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to wait on that one. And if he's healthy and plays on Saturday, then I'll probably take the Virginia plus five and a half. But um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play anything until I can figure out his status. Yeah, I that's definitely a fun game. I would definitely if Brendan Armstrong was in, I would like the five and a half. That's probably gonna sure. be an awesome um, one. That's probably gonna be an awesome one to watch. Yeah, it is. It'll be a really fun game. Sixty four over under. You got some stars like a Notre Dame. You got uh, I just blanked. Beast running back, dude. He's, he's really fun to watch. And then I honestly haven't really watched barely any I've, Notre Dame like, ever since they played like Wisconsin and like Cincinnati. I haven't watched much of them, but yeah, they're back a stud. And he's like not. Thing is, that's fun about him is he's not like fast. Like he's not like super strong. He just like goes out there and balls, which is like really fun to watch. And then uh, yeah, but I like Virginia. I think their offense is very explosive. All right. Well, we'll we'll play that if. If the quarterback is in, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, I've got so the Texas A&M Ole Miss game is really interesting. Uh, Number eleven Texas A&M is playing at Ole Miss. This is game day this weekend. Ole Miss is a two and a half point underdog in Oxford. Over under is fifty five and a half. Um, I like the over. It just worries me a little bit about like Ole Miss seems super banged up on offense with Corral has been iffy the past couple weeks. And then I know there are a couple wide receivers have been injured and A&M's defense has been like really coming into form. I mean, A&M as a whole, but their defense against like an already kind of banged up offense kind of scares me. But at the same time, if Ole Miss can rest up this week, they had a pretty easy game with Liberty last week. So Maybe they come into this one feeling a little bit better. And like if Ole Miss is feeling a little bit better, then I think, I don't know, 55 and a half just sounds really low to me. And I could see this being like a pretty fun kind of shootout, like into the 30s for both teams. Yeah, I that reasoning makes sense to me. Uh, I mean, if Ole Miss gets going, I think they outscore. I mean, I don't know, like – Almost his offense is elite, or they on paper they're elite, but it's a tough game. I Texas A&M defense looked really good. Shout out Auburn. I don't know if that's saying a lot with the Bo Nix experience, but you never know with <laughs> what Auburn you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I kind of. I think they're fraudulent. A&M. I don't know why, but I feel like they're fraudulent. But Ole Miss has, doesn't have a signature win this year, and I feel like this would be a great game to do so. so I was kind of thinking about taking the points with A&M too, just because they. I mean. They the better lost. team, I think. Do what? The better team, in my opinion. Yeah, A&M. I think I think they're definitely a lot, a lot better when you kind of look at the the whole picture. Ole Miss just has the offense that's pretty scary if it's if it's right. But I mean, A and M's defense is pretty scary too. So I mean, yeah, Ole Miss is not their offense is very inconsistent right now, and you know what you're getting out of A and M. Yeah, so I'm going like to take the smarter side. I'm going to take the over and A&M minus two and a half on that one. I just, I don't know. A&M's been really steady the past few weeks. So I feel like I can 
I can trust them to if the over doesn't hit, then I still kind of like the if the over does hit, I feel like Ole Miss is more likely to pull it out. But if mm-hmm. it doesn't hit, then I definitely like AM to maybe just kind of shut them down and run the ball a lot and keep it away from them. But I'm really excited for this one. So I'm going to play both of those AM and the over. I like AM. I think I'm probably going to play that. All right. I've only got one more ranked play, and that's down at number 24, Utah. Do you have anything in between those two? Um, between Utah and and who? Like AM. Um the Auburn Tigers. Oh yeah? What you think? Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get that dub, right? I mean, are you gonna win by six though? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh Harson said that I don't know. It's just me following Auburn people, so I probably just shouldn't talk about it. Uh, I think it, I think we win. But oh, talk about it. Give us a scoop. Uh, Harson says we're going to be ready to play at 11 a.m., meaning I think they're going to wake up like early for practice. I mean, most teams probably do, but they're just going to get them ready to hit by 11 a.m. because everyone – we haven't scored in six quarters. So, I mean, Jeez. the total is 50. Yeah. I mean, the Texas A&M and then – who do we play before I don't know, but yeah, we haven't scored in six quarters, so we're just gonna have an emphasis on like the deep Ole ball Miss. and. We played Ole Miss before them. Yeah, we didn't score in the second half. We just had a huge lead going into half. Are you serious? Yeah. And you still <laughs> I think by we like could kick two field goals. I know. I think I think Auburn. I just I'm gonna take Auburn because it's Auburn, you know. Yeah. That's I don't think I, like <laughs> I've like Auburn has got to be like the team. Whether I'm betting on them or against them, like I might get like 10% of those bets right ever. And I really <laughs> wanted to take them last week plus the four and a half because I thought Auburn was starting to like, you know, really mm-hmm. roll because I was on Ole Miss the week before. And I'm, I'm glad that I stayed away from it because I, um, I just have so much. I mean, they're a hard team to predict. We all know that, but I just feel like I can never get on the right side of them spread wise, even when, when I'm like, not trying to be biased and I'm like betting on them. It just, you know, it's just, I'm cursed with it. So, uh, well, I'm on seven betting on Bama games this year. So we're oh in the same boat. <laughs> I, I can't, uh, it's impossible. I missed I, out on our first half spread and then I tried to chase with a live minus I, 13 and a half, <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that game. That was, that was so ugly, but all right, Auburn. So that's the morning game. What are y'all ranked now? Like 18 or something? Yeah, 17, I think. 17. Or, yeah, 17. Okay. Auburn, what is it? Five and a half? So, yeah, yeah, six. Is what six. I'm Auburn minus five and a half, six, whichever. Anything else until we get to number 24? Um, I feel like Pitt has a big game this weekend, don't they? They play North Carolina. That's tomorrow night on Ooh. Thursday, or maybe Friday. Let's see. I know it's a it's a weeknight game. Seventy three and a half total. Yeah, it's tomorrow night. Seventy three and a half total. That's nice. Hit minus six. six last I saw. Is that right? Yeah, six and a half. It's going towards seven. I don't. I don't yeah, really I have anything for it. I mean, I think Pitt's really good, but I'm not going to touch it. Probably, I'll probably end up like doing something just for like entertainment but yeah i don't know i would i was kind of tempted to take unc but i mean 
I don't think I've hit on them once this year either. So I, I, I probably won't play anything, but it could be a really entertaining game if it's as high scoring as they definitely. think. Definitely. That will be a very fun game to watch. Yeah. So that's, you said tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow at 630 Central. Then Friday. Oh, the Cincinnati game is at, it's on Friday. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Wyoming, Boise State. That starts at four o'clock my time. <laughs> that's that's awesome. <laughs> yep. And then Wyoming, Boise at seven. Damn, if that game was in uh, in Laramie, I just might drive up there to see it. Oh, you, you, Wyoming bets are the, are the way to go. Yeah. The altitude there. It's like yeah, Colorado. It's, it, it, it makes like Boulder and like the Air Force Stadium seem low altitude there. I think it's the highest. It's got to be the highest altitude I think it is. FBS stadium. Um, yeah, it's it's above like 7,000 up there, I think. So whenever they're at home, you take Wyoming. You don't yeah. Back. Yep. All right. I've got number 24. Utah is at Arizona. Utah is favored by 24 over under 55. I like Utah getting all of those points in this one. Um, Arizona is the worst team in the Pac-12 and one of the worst teams in all of college football. Utah had a a rough start to the season. They had some dickhead playing quarterback that is now gone from the program. And their assumed starter before the season, before this Baylor guy transferred in and ruined all of my future bets, uh he Cameron Rising is now playing really well for the Utes and they seem to have kind of kicked it into high gear and are playing like I thought they would be all year Utah beats Stanford who was like the second worst team in the Pac-12 last week 52 to 7 so I think covering a 24 point spread on the road at Arizona isn't too much to ask not going to be too hot there's probably going to be like 12 people at the game so it should be just fine for Utah to get there so Utah minus 24. It's one of my uh, more favorite plays of the day. I like that a lot. I'm probably going to take that with you. It makes a ton of sense. I mean, Arizona's one and eight. What are they really playing for? You know, they're bad, bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> season sun. And Utah, they're in the lead of the Pac 12 South now because Arizona State and UCLA yeah. and USC have all kind of been underwhelming this year. So Utah's still got a lot to play for. So I think they're come out focused even against a, a pretty bad opponent. So, all right, that's all I've got for the ranked games. Uh, do you have any unranked ones you want to talk about? Um, Kentucky versus Vandy. Okay. 21 point spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Kentucky here. Vanderbilt's, I was looking at this one. I mean, Kentucky's coming off like what is it, two or three straight brutal weeks too? Yeah, lost Mississippi State. They lost to Tennessee. Uh, I think they take out all their frustration on poor Vanderbilt in and, Georgia before State. Yeah, they've yeah. had a they've had a tough a and tough I think go at it. I'm pretty sure I don't know what the record is, but they have one loss against the spread this year, or I guess two now. Damn, Mississippi State and. Um, Tennessee. Yeah, I was, I was like on Kentucky in that Tennessee game. That was kind of yeah. a tough one. It was. It was a good game. Like they were definitely had a chance to win. Yeah. But Vanderbilt's, we all know they're like the ragdoll of the SEC. So I feel like. Uh, all right. I'm definitely playing that with you. I like it. Yeah. I I just don't see Vanderbilt competing whatsoever. They're at home, but like who cares? You know, it's, it's not a home field. It'll, there'll there'll no. be more Kentucky fans <laughs> there than Vandy fans. They're probably selling tickets for like $3. They love Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all I have walked in right now. Okay. 
I've got South Carolina at Missouri. Missouri's a one-point favorite over under 55. I've got the over in this one just because both of these offenses, I think, are pretty solid and neither defense is really great, especially Missouri's is like god-awful. So I don't have too much on this one. It's just kind of another gut feel over 55 in South Carolina at Mizzou. And then I've got Arizona State at Washington. Washington is a five and a half point underdog at home over under 44 and a half. I'm going to take Arizona State and the points. Arizona State's been a pretty weird team this year, kind of all over the place. I thought they'd be a little bit more consistent, but I think they've just had a lot of like off the field uh, like leadership issues and they've had the NCAA kind of digging around for all the stuff that happened last year with them recruiting during COVID. With all that being said, Washington is a total train wreck right now. Their head coach, Jimmy Lake just got suspended for this game because he was acting like an actual madman on the sidelines in the <laughs> Oregon game. There was kind of like a, like a late hit kind of scruffle. Did you see this? No, I didn't. So there's like this late hit kind of scruffle on the Washington sidelines where it's getting kind of chippy between Washington and Oregon players. From what I could tell, nothing like malicious or, you know, totally out of hand. It was just kind of, you know, probably second half rivalry game. Things were just getting intense. And I don't know. I didn't even see what this like Washington player did in the scruffle. But uh, Jimmy Lake, Washington's head coach, like started trying to like manhandle him and was like just like pushing him like so aggressively and like freaking out like to a level that you don't really even see Saban get to at his worst and it was so bad that the university suspended him for this upcoming game this weekend and like the week before that he was like saying all this stuff about how much better like academically Washington is than Oregon mm-hmm. and all and like just I don't know it just it's like I was super high on Washington going into this year and they've been like the most disappointing team of the season because a lot of other teams that started off bad that I was high on like Utah Iowa State have started to figure it out but I'm fading Washington. I don't care if Arizona State kind of has their own problems, but because uh, Arizona State, who did they play last week? I know they had a pretty decent victory. Let me check on that. Slow internet when I need it. Arizona State. Anyway. They, uh, Oh, they put USC one by 15. Yeah, not that USC is great, but those teams kind of remind me of each other this year. So winning by 15, I think is pretty good. So, yeah, that's the last for sure play I have. Um, And then I wanted to bounce a couple more off of you. So I forgot about this when we were talking about Tennessee, Georgia. Let me see if I can get a, yeah. So... I could see Tennessee keeping it close in like the first half and then Georgia kind of pulling away. That's kind of what happened to Tennessee when they played Florida and Bama Bama this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you saw Florida keep it really close in the first half with Georgia and Kentucky did too, honestly. But then Georgia will just have these like three or four minute spans where they get two turnovers and you just – basically blink and you're down by 21 like we see like Alabama to do to a lot of teams uh in years past but 
I kind of like, so right now the first quarter spread is Georgia minus six and a half minus 115. I'm not going to play it, but if it goes to minus seven, then I'm going to take Tennessee plus the seven points because yes. I, I think they can at least keep it within a touchdown, but I don't know if it'll bump up to seven or not. So if it does and I end up playing it, then I'll tweet it out. But that's something I was just keeping my eye on because see what the first see the first half. It's just like a little too much game time for me to be comfortable with. It's minus ten and a half. Like it could be close the whole first half and then Georgia just pops off for the last two minutes. And there goes your bet. Like that's exactly what happened the Florida game. So I'll I mean, keep an eye on that first quarter. But yes. I was kind of intrigued by that. I think that's a really smart play with the. Uh... I mean, Tennessee, say they get the ball first, kick a field goal. Exactly, and then it's a winner. It is. Because Georgia's not going to score fast either, even no. though Tennessee's defense isn't great. Like, Georgia's just going to take a lot of time, like seven, eight-minute drive to run the ball the way down the field. Yeah. So. And Tennessee's going to come out, I mean, home game, 230. Like, they're going to come out, like, fired up. Oh, it is in Knoxville. I didn't. Yeah, I forgot that for half seconds. So that's even better. Even yeah, they will. It'll be loud for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last one that I think I'm just gonna <laughs> go ahead and play. This feels like kind of a reckless one, but Arkansas minus two and a half at LSU. Um, LSU like obviously looked really good last week, but then the week before that, when they played Ole Miss, and it wasn't as big of a like rivalry game. They just didn't really get up for it. I think Arkansas will be a lot more excited for this ball game than LSU will. And maybe LSU got its spirits crushed a little bit after having a chance to drive down the field, score seven points and beat Bam and Tuscaloosa, not getting it done. So another one where I don't really have a lot of stats to go along with this bet. It's just kind of me trusting Arkansas to get up for this spot and LSU has just been so all over the place, just kind of hoping that they have a down week. And if they do, I think Arkansas should be able to win this one. Kind of don't even like playing the two and a half. Like I feel way better about just a a money line, but I'll probably do it anyway because I just want to go with the hogs. If Arkansas wins this, would you say it's a signature win? No. Not okay. with the current state of LSU. I think uh, like night, well, night game. Oh, it's a night game. Six thirty. If they they're six and three. If they win, they're seven and three, which is completely different than six and four. I mean, that goes for every record, but yeah. I I just think they're gonna I just think they're they're gonna they're gonna get up. Like they had kind of a tough like middle month of the season ever since they got beat by Georgia and then Auburn, and then they were able to win that ball game at state last week, which I think was a nice victory. Um, so I'm going with them. I wouldn't call it a signature win just because of like LSU being kind of in shambles and missing so many players and Definitely. all the weird coaches stuff. It was, if it was like a normal LSU year, then like, obviously it would be, but I don't it's know. A, it's a coach's first year, right? Or second year. For it's his, it's his second year. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it'd be a, Job keeper for sure. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring up Arkansas, but I was I was scared too because it's well, such a scary game. Be scared with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got. Any parting thoughts for you? Um. No. I hope everyone has a great weekend. 
and where you go. That's all. Cool. Thanks for coming on again, man. I appreciate it. Let's make some money. Of course. All right, brother. Thanks a lot, man. Of course. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Thank you kindly, Jacob, for uh, coming on and helping us out with some picks yet again. Looking forward to this weekend and following all of those. Now we've got my lovely girlfriend, Maya McDonald, here to share her Maya's Mac and Cheese recipe for game day grub this week. So take it away, Maya. (laughs) You're doing great. Thanks. (laughs) I just choked on a Reese's, if anyone was wondering. Hey everybody, I'm Maya. Thank you, Jackson, for having me on the podcast. So for this week's game day grub, we're making macaroni and cheese. You're going to start with your favorite short tubular pasta and cook that through the box instructions, but a leave it a couple of minutes short because it's going to finish cooking in the oven. So in another pan, a big Dutch oven kind of pan, we're going to melt six tablespoons of butter and then add in about a third of a cup of flour and mix that together vigorously until it's golden and bubbly. And then once that's happening, you can whisk in milk, about three cups and one cup of heavy cream, and whisk that until the whole concoction is smooth. And once it starts to simmer, you know that you are good to go to put in your cheese. So I put the cheese in in two cup increments and stir in between just to make sure that there aren't any lumps. Um, We don't exactly want that in macaroni and cheese. So I start by putting in two cups of sharp cheddar. And then once that's all mixed in, I'll add in one more cup of sharp cheddar and then one cup of Gruyere just to make it nice and creamy. Once that's all melted, you're going to stir in your drained pasta. Mix that all together until combined, and then you can pour about half of that concoction into a greased baking dish. Layer on top of that two more cups of your cheese, so it should be one more cup of sharp cheddar and then another cup of Gruyere. And then you can pour on top the second half of the mac and cheese concoction from the pot. So in a separate bowl after that, you're going to combine breadcrumbs, a half a cup of Parmesan cheese, paprika, and then four tablespoons of melted butter. Mix that all together and then spread that on top of the baking dish. Once that's all ready to go, you can put it in the oven at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for about 30 minutes or until it's just golden and bubbly. And you're good to go. And then you have a perfect macaroni and cheese. Thank you, Maya and Jacob. And that'll do it for the week 11 preview. So everybody have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.